St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hi there and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. My name is Greg Lindbergh. Here on this episode of the podcast, we are featuring part one of our conversation with Tim Robinson. And Tim is a U.S. Navy veteran, a double alumnus of the criminal justice degree program here at St. Leo University, as well as currently serving as a police officer with the Jacksonville, Florida Sheriff's Office. So, Tim, welcome to the St. Leo 360 podcast. Thanks, Greg. Good to be here. Absolutely. Really appreciate you taking the time to do this. So why don't we just kick things off with kind of a brief bio of yourself, your background, as far as uh, where you live, your family, age, anything you'd like to mention initially here. Sure. Uh, my name is Tim Robinson. Um, originally from Long Beach, New York. It's a suburb of New York City on the South Shore of Long Island. The beach town. Um, it was great growing up there. Uh, in 2010, I joined the Navy and I served uh, 10 years as a religious program specialist. Um, did a couple of different things. I worked in a chapel in Japan for um, three years and then I um, went to uh, the Marines for three years and went with the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit and then um, came to Jacksonville, Florida, which is where I now live. Um, and I finished my last uh, few years with um, Chaplains Religious Enrichment Development Operations Southeast, otherwise known as Credo, and we did a lot of um, a lot of training stuff like um, suicide intervention, marriage enrichment, family enrichment, leadership uh, stuff like that. And um, I live here in Jacksonville, where I'm now employed as a police officer at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, and um, uh, have a son. He's his name is Jerry. He's seven years old, and uh, it's uh, pretty good. Excellent. Very cool. And as far as uh, just diving a little further into your Navy service, I understand you did do some some hurricane relief work? Yes. When I was with the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit, um, we deployed uh, during Operation Inherit Resolve. Initially, we did a seven-month deployment. Um, we were, and then uh, right before I transferred here to Jacksonville is when Hurricane Irma and Maria happened. Um, so we went and uh, did that as well um, down to the Virgin Islands and and Puerto Rico, and then but I wasn't there for Puerto Rico because that was uh, that was when Maria was coming, and then I I had orders to transfer, and um, so they flew me off the ship, and I came back here to, to execute my my transfer. So uh, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, that was uh, I think the the hurricane stuff was was pretty uh, rewarding because you know you. You know, when you think of the military, you know, and being in the military, you train so much to do, you know, to go, go to war, do different things like that, you know, for combat, basically. But to be able to go and um, use your, your resources and training to, to help other people after a natural disaster um, it was pretty, a pretty awesome experience, especially, you know, um, being uh, growing I was home in, in New York after, uh, during Hurricane Sandy when that kind of destroyed my hometown and I was there. Um, yeah, I was home on leave from Japan actually and, and looking out on the beach and, and seeing the ships 
and the the ospreys flying around and thinking, wow, if I stay in the Navy, maybe I'll get to do something cool like that one day. And sure enough, I, I did. So it's pretty awesome. Right. Very interesting. And what would you say in terms of your military service? Uh, what would you say you kind of, you know, the biggest takeaways were that you really walked away with from that whole experience? Sure. Um, I had kind of a unique job in the military. I was a religious program specialist. So I worked with the chaplain and um, just that experience in itself was was very different than, you know, your typical military job because, you know, we have a lot of, you know, anytime you talk to somebody in the military, it's always a good idea. You know, a lot of people like to say thank you for your service and things like that, which of course we, we always appreciate. But uh, a lot of people you know, they take a lot of pride in what they actually did in the military and the cool different skills that you learn and the equipment that you work on. You know, there's guys that work on ships, there's guys that work on aircraft, you know, awesome, these state-of-the-art weapon systems that we have now, computers, cyber warfare, all sorts of really interesting stuff. All My job was to take care of all those people that were working on all that stuff. So everybody that... Um, you know, myself and the chaplains that we work with, you know, our, our responsibility was to look after, um, you know, the, the spiritual fitness basically of, of those people and, and making sure that they're prepared um, to, to go on those deployments, to um, execute their mission and, um, you know, take care of their families and, and do all that. So I, I got to help people um, a lot. I was there for the, the best and worst moments of people's lives, you know, when they're going through some crisis um, you know, we were there with them when they were going through a happy occasion, like a, a wedding or something, they were getting married. We did stuff like that. Um, so it was, it was different. Uh, it was a different experience. You know, there was only about 750 people that have my, my job in the Navy. So it's, um, I think being able to support those that are, you know, the, the trigger pullers and all that type of stuff was, um, a rewarding experience because they, they need people to talk to. And they need people to help them with, with other life skills. And, you know, I got to do um, a lot of training, you know, in, in crisis intervention, suicide intervention, uh, things like that, that were able to um, come with me when I left the military and into my job now as a police officer. Sure, sure. Yeah, definitely sounds like such a unique role and a lot of cool opportunities. And obviously you mentioned uh, some places you were deployed and, so it sounds like you really walked away with a, a lot of great benefits. And so uh, let's dive into St. Leo University and uh, just thinking back now a few years, uh, just talk to me about your initial college experience. I think you might have gone somewhere else initially. And then how did you ultimately discover St. Leo University? Right. So, um, yes, I did. I went um, when I graduated high school. I was um, going to St. John's University in Queens, New York. So it was Kind of, it was near my house. Um, it was also a pretty well-known Catholic university, and um, I, I had a good experience there. Um, I was initially there because I was in in the seminary and attending college at St. John's University. So I was at one point studying, um, you know, in formation to be a, a Catholic priest. Um, I learned that that wasn't my calling, um, so I stayed at St. John's and I was studying criminal justice, but. Um, I think one of the challenges for me was I, you know, I was working full time at the, at the time as well. So I was going part time. And then, you know, I was also still living at home. Um, so I never really left home or did any, you know, got the, the college experience of, of going away. I just, I stayed at home and, you know, I was a, a volunteer firefighter. I was 
involved with the community. I, you know, I worked, but I, you know, it was just school was, you know, I liked it and all, but it was, it was a little tough for me at times. And then um, when I got laid off from my job, I was unemployed and um, just kind of trying to, you know, I was 25 years old trying to figure out what to do with myself. And that's, that's when I enlisted in the Navy and, you know, that those first couple of years was, you know, the same thing. Hey, I'm in the Navy, I'm overseas, I'm partying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I wasn't doing enough um, to help people with certain issues. And um, I wanted to finish my college education. And, and one of the things that, that, um, that I, you know, was working with people a lot, um, but, you know, we had a, we had a problem in the military, military sexual assault. And I just, you know, that just, it bothered me that that was happening. And um, I kind of felt like there was more I could do to help um, victims of, you know, of, of sexual assault. And, you know, I, I felt more of a calling to kind of, to seek justice. You know, I wasn't sure if, you know, it was going to be my original plan. I've always wanted to be a cop, but I was also kind of thinking about law school for a while, but I knew at the very least I was going to have to finish my college degree because I had about 60, 60, 70 credits at the time when I left school to join the Navy. So I knew that I had to um, finish my, my college degree to start. And then hopefully that would help me figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, whether I want to go into law enforcement or go into lawyer, but I knew I wanted to do something in the criminal justice field. Um, so when I, you know, back when I was at St. John's and I left the seminary, I, I did switch my major to criminal justice. So I was always studying criminal justice and interested in that field. Um, so I was kind of like leaning, um, you know, to, to go get back into that. But I, I just, I was ambivalent about whether I wanted to go be a lawyer or if I wanted to, to work in law enforcement. So um, I started looking at schools and, you know, I know St. Leo came back as one of the top um, universities for, for military students to go to. And um, there are a number of places that, you know, I was talking to, but what I liked about St. Leo is, is their reputation. And again, also that um, it is a Catholic university and, you know, I like the, the core values when I read those and um, the Benedictines, I always thought they were kind of a cool religious order and their way of life and everything. So, uh, you know, getting a Benedictine education, you know, appealed to me. Um, and then, but one of the things that sold me on St. Leo for sure was when I was talking to the enrollment counselor um, about St. Leo, he was telling me about they had online organizations and things like that. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Cause you get, you know, that's part of the, the fun experience about being away at colleges or, or just going to colleges. You have clubs and things that you could join and most online. I mean, you know, once I, you know, was looking around again, um, all the research I was doing on online schools, because I knew that was the way I had to go to school um, because I, I was in the military and I would be transferring eventually. And, you know, I couldn't, go to a brick and mortar place. Um, nobody else had that. So um, that part, you know, really appealed to me because I knew I wanted, you know, it was a, it was a little, I was a little reluctant first about attending online, but at the same time, um, you know, I did, you know, I knew that was the only way to do it. And one of the, the reasons why I was reluctant is because, well, how am I going to network with people? How am I going to meet people? And, you know, because that's such an important part of the college experience, you know, is being able to network with people and um, study together, research things together, um, talk about 
these ideas that we're learning about and figure out how they're going to be applied to the world in a real life scenario. And that's such a critical part of the college experience. And to me, when I heard about the, the online organizations and stuff, I was like, wow, that's, that's got to work. You know, that, that, that probably works well. And um, that's kind of what I was looking for. So that's, that's basically what sold me on that. Sure. So definitely the community aspect. And like you said, kind of those, you know, outside of the classroom opportunities as well. So I understand that you enrolled in the, the bachelor's uh, in criminal justice program for your undergrad. And let's just talk about that program and, and your overall experience in that bachelor's program. Absolutely. Um, so when I started at St. Leo, I pretty much was, was almost done already. Um, cause I had, I had about 60 um, credits um, before I, I joined the Navy. And then my military training, I think, gave me like another 15. So I, I had, you know, a couple of semesters and then I was, I was pretty much done with my, with my bachelor's. But um, what, what, uh, what my initial experience was, um, you know, immediately I, I got involved and I, you know, with some of those online organizations, I got to know people, I got to know uh, some of the faculty and um, that kind of, you know, helped me, you know, appreciate school more. I, I never, um, I had more confidence too, because I was a little, I felt a little uneasy about, you know, I was like, I think I was like 30, you know, early thirties at the time and, uh, you know, being older and, you know, how, how would school work for me? You know, I was never, um, really good at school. Um, so, you know, th some things that might change, you know, my life had changed too at the, that point. So now I had a different focus and, and being able to, um, meet people, um, like, uh, Dr. Neely, I, I met pretty early in my, you know, bachelor program. Cause he, he often presented in the, um, in the online criminal justice association. And, uh, you know, I didn't have him actually as a professor until I got into the master's program, but, you know, I, I just I remember initially like, a couple of times him talking like, oh, this is this is somebody that I could that I could trust. You know, this is somebody that I could that I can admire and, and look to for advice. And I, I did I email him, you know, picking his brain about a few things. And um, that kind of helped me get to the point where I realized um, I'm actually pretty good at school, you know, and, and gave me like the confidence to to continue um and, and be proud that, you know, here I was finishing this degree. Um, it took me 15 years from the time I started my bachelor's degree back at St. John's University. And then until uh, I graduated at St. Leo and it was just like, wow, I couldn't believe how much I had changed as a person, but also just um, what a great experience I had. And I kind of felt like, man, I wish I you know, I wish I was in the school longer. I, I kind of finished kind of quick because I came with a lot of credits and stuff. So I was, um, um, you know, I got, you know, involved in the community and, and I had some other um, people that were, you know, in the master's program that I, that I had met through, um, you know, the organizations and stuff that I, that I would talk to and learn about the master's program. And, you know, they would kind of mentor me a little bit. So um, I, uh, I decided, you know, like, you know, talking to people like that. And, um, I just decided, you know, I, maybe I should look into having a, uh, getting a master's degree, which I never thought of before. And, you know, you talk to, 
um, different people about, you know, education. They say, hey, you know, do, do your school at different places and um, this, this, that, and the other thing. But um, again, because I didn't, because I came to St. Leo with so many credits and I kind of had a short experience in the undergraduate program, it was really, I felt like I, I, I didn't quite yet experience everything that St. Leo has to offer um, in terms of my education, uh, unless I would continue in, in the master's program. And I wanted to, to, I wanted to do that. So that's ultimately what led um, to me deciding, let's, let me stay at St. Leo for my master's degree, um, because I wanted that to continue to get that, that formation, you know, in, in the core values that we have, what really sold me too was at the end of the bachelor's program, you know, doing that practical the, the capstone course because it was a is a practical application to a you know real world and that's uh ultimately what i think you know college is supposed to do it's supposed to prepare you for the real world and um i, I felt uh you know that saint leo was offering that and um that because I knew I, I kind of I was, I was pretty sure I was leaving the Navy and, and going into the criminal justice field. And I, you know, there's a lot going on. And um, I just felt like that was St. Leo was preparing me for the real world. And but I still needed a little bit more to totally to totally feel confident to get out there and make a difference. And uh, so that's that, that's how I felt with the, uh, the bachelor's program. Right, right. Very interesting. And then transitioning to the master's program. So I know that you did the criminal investigations specialization for that program. And let's just talk about your decision on that particular, you know, area of focus and then get into, you know, perhaps some of the, the courses or faculty in that program that stood out to you. Sure. Absolutely. So um, what I liked about Criminal investigations is uh, it kind of gives you um, a little bit of a, a formation in, in different types of crime and aspects in the, in the criminal justice system, um, and that appealed to me because I knew um, at that point, since I decided to go for my master's, I had pretty much decided against law school at that point, um, and that and that was the reason why I was I was kind of looking into going to law school at night at a law school here in Jacksonville. But then um, I just I just felt the calling that um, it's not law, you know, maybe one day, you know, who knows, I'll be a lawyer, but I'm probably not. Um, I'm leaning more towards, you know, the academic route, but um, I, I felt called to be a police officer. And um, what I liked about the, the master's program the, this, with the criminal investigation specialization is, you know, the core classes were really good and, and everybody takes those. But um, in, the, in the criminal investigations program, you know, I had to take other classes that were, that were a little bit more specialized. Um, for example, um, a sex crimes class, you know, that had a class on that. And that, you know, that's, that's pretty important. I mean, I, I'm actually right now as a police officer, I'm kind of on a streak of, of those types of crimes that I'm, I'm investigating. And, you know, it's helped me out a lot that I, that I have that class and, and a little bit more advanced training and education in, in that field than most officers on patrol do. Um, same thing with environmental crime. I mean, I never thought I would love, I would like the environmental crime class. I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't looking forward to it at all, but um, 
when I took it, I realized, you know, it's, it's a lot more to environmental crime than what people realize. And um, especially being a cop in Florida, where, you know, everybody loves Florida for, you know, our beaches, our oceans, you know, the Gulf, the fishing, hunting, you know, we have a lot of great natural resources here and, and the outdoors that people enjoy. And if we're not, um, you know, enforcing environmental laws, you know, that's going to get ruined. And um, so that, that course was a real, now I don't, you know, right now I don't do any type of environmental enforcement or anything, but um, you know, that did kind of open my eyes to, to have an appreciation for that, that type of uh, work um, in, in the investigative fields. And then um, another course that I really liked was, was a juvenile justice course where, you know, and that's, that is huge because um, right now, you know, we deal, I'm a, I'm a patrol officer. I deal a lot with juveniles and just, and re realizing the different at issues in the juvenile justice system. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big issue. I mean, it's a big problem. There's a lot of um, police officers that, you know, don't like working with juveniles or, you know, the, the, the cases can be complex sometimes. And um, it's just, it's a, there's a lot of different factors that go into that, but being able to, to understand the reasons for, for all the issues of the juvenile justice system, um, I think is important. And um, I'm glad that I, I got a little bit more of a, a background um, in that than uh, most other people do. Absolutely. Well said. I appreciate that insight. Um, I know you did mention uh, Dr. Philip Neely and uh, any other faculty you'd like to mention that uh, stood out to you in either your undergrad or graduate studies. Sure. Yeah. There's Dr. Neely, um, um, Dr. San Santiago, I had um, for my capstone during undergrad and um, she was just, um, you know, she was pretty awesome and just always motivating people and, and, and helpful in that. And that, that was an important course, like I was saying earlier, just to, to realize, you know, the real world application to those, those types of things. And then, um, you know, graduate Dr. Deemer, you know, who runs the program. I mean, another just awesome professor that, that, you know, professor, but also administrator that's, you know, always readily available um, if anybody has any questions. And I think, you know, um, one of the things that I liked about St. Leo is that, you know, I had Dr. Neely and Dr. Deemer that were cops, you know, and, and that's what I wanted to do. And then I had Dr. Santiago that, you know, was not a police officer, but, you know, she was a great influence. Then I had Dr. Golden who works in the juvenile justice field and is an attorney. And, um, you know, to have all aspects of the criminal justice system, you know, the community police officers, um, lawyers, um, you know, to, to help you in this formation to, to go out there and do the job um, was great. And, and, you know, I like Dr. Golden a lot because, um, you know, he was also always readily available and took time, you know, to explain um, ways to research and things like that and give people, you know, good advice on, on just being a good student. And, um, and, and also um, he's local here in Jacksonville. So, you know, we've gotten to know each other, you know, quite, quite well over the past few years and, you know, he's a good mentor. So there's, um, you know, I'm glad that I, that I have people that even now as an alum, um, I still keep in touch with, with them, you know, and um, I think that's important because in life you need mentors and, you know, people that have been in the, in the field and have done the things that you're looking to do and have been working to change things. And, 
and make um, our criminal justice system better. It, it's a it's a long work in progress, um, but it's you know we I think that's important to kind of as the you know the new generation as we come out and graduate and, and go into the field to kind of pick up the torch and run with it and, and continue all the work that all of these um, practitioners, but also academics, you know, the people that wear both hats are have been doing the past three years to make our, our criminal justice system better. And it's, there's still a lot of work to be done. And I think, um, you know, by, you know, learning from your professors, you know, using them, you know, like when they say, well, professors tell you, hey, email me, call me if you have a question. Students need to do that, you know, and, and stay in touch with them when they when they graduate and, you know, still bounce ideas off of them because there's um, it's important to have that support in life. And um, and also just as a professional, um, you know, we don't just graduate and then we're done. We know everything in the world. You know, that doesn't happen. So to be able to have these people in our lives that we can continue to reach back to. And, um, and talk about new ideas and come up with solutions together, I think is important. And I'm glad that I have, I had that experience at St. Leo. Absolutely. So glad to hear, you know, how beneficial that really was just in terms of the faculty support and kind of on that note, let's just talk a little more in general about how you were able to, to balance things in terms of your degree programs, you know, on top of uh, your active duty military service and then also how supportive in general St. Leo was, you know, whether it were, whether it was faculty, financial aid, uh, just in general, I know we pride ourselves on, you know, really supporting military, whether it's active duty, reservists, veterans, whatnot. And if you could just speak to in general, how supported you felt, you know, as a military member and a student. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, you know, throughout the, my time at San Leo, I definitely felt supported, um, you know, and I thought the, um, you know, the, the, the military office did an outstanding job in providing support. And and that's actually grown, you know, a lot since I since I graduated um, St. Leo. You know, that's there's a lot of good stuff happening. OK, they're veterans or they're in the military. Let's support them in, in school. It's hey, let's 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 teach these military guys how to be scholars because we, I mean, the experience is there, the training is there, the potential is there. And I think a lot of times, a lot of the, um, a lot of schools have kind of just said, Hey, let's have a place for them to hang out and let's, uh, you know, have ceremonies and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's all great to have that support, but to actually say, Hey, listen, um, this is, you know, this is what you do in the military. And I think you can do this well, you could do well in school as well. And, and, you know, not just make you feel like you're just there to get a degree and just click, 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 you know, here's your degree, but to actually re recognize as a, as a veteran, um, how you could take your school to and your education and just maximize the training that you've gotten in the military and, and just all around be a better, you know, service member, veteran, and, and, and going into the workforce when you transition from the military um, to civilian life, um, you know, how to be a, a good employee and how to continue and be an even better leader than what the, the military taught you to do. I think that that's really a lot of good stuff happened at St. Leo when I was there, but is now happening even more and continuing to grow since I've left. 
Um, but also the, the other organizations as well, the student peer mentoring club. I mean, that, that's a good organization. Cause it's kind of like, you know, it covers everything, you know, and, and, um, and then, uh, career services as well. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good stuff, you know, we had military, um, transition programs and workshops and things like that when I was getting out of the military. But I really honestly feel like St. Leo, St. Leo's career services, Nancy Cheek specifically, um, prepared me more to transition from the military to, to being a civilian again than the military did. Um, because, you know, I did a lot more um, career, learning about career and job hunting, resumes, um, going to job fairs. I mean, all that stuff. And, and a lot of people think, you know, well, if you're a police officer, I mean, that, that application process is pretty standard. Like you don't really need all that stuff. And that's, that's not really true because, um, you know, law enforcement agencies and applying to law enforcement agencies is competitive. And on top of that, once you're, you go into a career in law enforcement, you know, there's other things that you can do. You know, you don't always have to be on patrol. You know, you can, you could eventually go to be a detective. You can go join the SWAT team. You could do, but all of that stuff, um, this, you know, to apply that involves a lot of the things that you learn by going to career services workshop, because you learn about networking with people um, and doing resumes. They just overall makes you a better professional. And um, I think that's, you know, um, the, the law enforcement field is, is growing from more of like just a civil service type deal that, you know, people um, go into because, you know, that's what their family did or it's just they feel a calling to it or whatever the case may be to being a more professional um, organization. And um, so I think when you're, you know, a lot, a lot of law enforcement agencies are starting to require more college as well in Jacksonville. Um, we're one of the few agencies that actually require you to have a bachelor's degree if you don't have military service or some other like a corrections officer, some other experience in the field. Um, you have to have a bachelor's degree. A lot of law enforcement agencies um, still only go with 60 credits. You know, some still are only high school, but there's a movement in, in the, the law enforcement field to, to, to become more professional. And I think, you know, career, the things that career services is teaching is you're going to see a lot more of that in law enforcement as well. Um, Because I mean, even when I applied for the FBI, I had to do a different kind of resume, you know? So it was kind of all those things I've learned in in career services. The idea, I think when you look at um, the past few years and, you know, my generation, maybe a little bit of the generation before me, but especially the generations after me, you know, there's all this pressure to attend college and get a degree. And it's all about getting a degree, which is, you know, a piece of paper that you hang on your wall. But everything else that goes to getting that degree, um, I think is the most important thing, for, you know, in the formation of a, a professional and, uh, and career services is, is one of those things that um, they're going to they're going to really need because that's what's going to get them a job. There's so many people going to college now getting degrees that are, that, that are having hard times finding jobs, you know, and because um, a lot, I think, unfortunately, don't take advantage of all the opportunities to go to job fairs, to go to workshops and learn how to write a resume, learn how to do an interview, learn how to network, um, and not only learn about it, but actually give the opportunity to do that stuff. Um, 
but that's something St. Leo does. And I think that we're preparing more people to go out into the workforce and actually do the jobs that they just spent years in school learning to do. Absolutely. That's such a great point. And then I know you reference, you know, some of the groups and organizations that we have, uh, not only for campus students, but those online and at, at centers as well. And I think even just getting that experience of, you know, whether it's leading those organizations or just being involved, you know, like you said, the networking aspect is, is huge in addition to all the academics. So just a few more things here on your St. Leo experience. Um, how connected would you say you felt to not only your faculty, but also your fellow students? And did you develop any friendships, any relationships with uh, fellow students as well? I did. Um, there's, there's people that were in my class that, um, you know, both undergraduate and, and graduate, and more so in the graduate program. But um, there's, there was quite a few in undergrads, too, that, you know, you're, you, move, you live in different places, but you, you know, you're involved in classes together. Um, so you stay in touch, you know, and, and it's nice because it was helpful when you go to school and to have that because, you know, I had people email me all the time like, hey, Tim, you know, uh, you know, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Or, you know, vice versa. I reach out to somebody that, um, you know, if you post something in a discussion board, it's like, hey, you know, we have to do this for credit. But this is really interesting what you talked about. I want to talk about it some more. Let's let's talk offline about it because um, this is a really good idea, you know, and, and um you know, there's, there's people that I, I stayed in touch with. And then of course, you know, you have the, the social, I don't do Facebook. Um, to me, uh, Facebook came out at, like when I was first in college and it was just a college thing. And now it's just like completely different. Um, but I do LinkedIn is, is, um, you know, I, I stay in touch with, you know, both faculty and, and classmates and stuff like that on LinkedIn, because that's, um, it's more professional and, and the purpose of it. And, um, you know, I think that's, I think it's really cool when you, you know, you have something like LinkedIn and then you see like your classmate, um, you know, like I want to be a cop, but then you have another classmate. I, I know there's another classmate um, that's in law school now. And it's, it's nice to see that, that growth and, you know, people accomplishing what they said they're going to accomplish. And um, to me, you know, that's important because that, that support, um, when you're, when you're in school is, um, you know, it's, it's, it could be tough sometimes. And when you, um, you have a family and you're, you're working full time and you're trying to go to school full time and, you know, other students, like some of the study skills that I developed, I picked up from, from other people, you know, that, that said, this is what I do. And I'm like, Oh, good. good. Cause like to me, what helped me was having a plan. Like I literally had to, to have something, um, like I had to have a, plan every day what I was going to do for school that day because otherwise it's like okay I knew this to do at the end of the week um but then before you know it it's the night before and you're like oh man I didn't do any of this stuff yet I gotta you know start working on it but what I found when I I had like a plan I had like a little bit I'm gonna read you know 20 pages for this class that this night I'm gonna read 20 pages for that class the other night I'm gonna research this article do this. I'm going to comment on this discussion post, you know, all that type of stuff when you have it written out, that's what helped me because otherwise if I, if I try to wing it, I would have been, you know, cramming and, and, you know, a lot of bad st study habits that way. But, um, 
learning from other students. Like, yeah, I literally have to plan everything. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I should try that. Um, so that, I think that helped a lot, too. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.